there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you're always going to hear about Jesus, because I truly do believe that the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we will naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it will be to simplify our lives. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I am going to talk today a lot about our simple life. Um, You're going to hear about all the big news on our little hobby farm this week. If you're following along on my social media, you probably know about it already. So we're going to talk about the big changes that have gone on and sort of the epiphany I've had, which, you know, something I've known all along about living out here, but really this week um, have really been thinking about a lot more. So I'm going to share about that in just a minute. Before we get started, I want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia has amazing resources for the Christian homeschooling family. They also are a huge publisher of homeschooling curriculum. They have science, they have Bible studies, they have literature, they have writing, they have all sorts of things for your family. Um, right now, you can also get a free ebook. To um, uh, it's called "Fall in Love with Science." It's, it has all kinds of activities, um, and it's free. So go check that out um, at apologia.com. I'm also going to include a link in the podcast uh, webpage for this episode. So let's talk about living slow and what does that mean and why our family, I, I did a podcast a long time ago, I'll also link to that one in here, um, called Why We Quit the Rat Race. And so I wanted to sort of revisit that topic today and talk about, you know, not necessarily keeping up with the world standards and being busy all the time and running around and really living a more intentional, slow life so that you can really find the joy in living. Because so many of us in our um, society are so busy that we're missing out on living. And so what this week has brought um, some changes at our little hobby farm. And this week I really was thinking about this so much. So as you know, or maybe you don't, if you don't follow me on social media, you may have... uh, If you do follow me on social media, you may have seen that we got goats <laughs> this week. That's our big news over here at Love's Farm. So, you know, they say that chickens are the gateway animal, that once you have chickens, then that's like, you know, the next thing is going to be a bigger animal and so on. And you know what? They were right. Everyone was right. We started out, let's see, we moved here four years ago. It'll actually be four years next month. And um, after one year here, we got chickens. And now the chickens are already... T- three years old. And, uh, here we are with two goats. So we're living the dream. (laughs) You know, it really depends on if you're listening, you're like living the dream. What? I don't want chickens and goats. Or you're listening and you're like, yes, you're living the dream. I want chickens and goats. Cause I've had a lot of people actually messaging me this week and commenting on my Instagram and things like that saying how, you know, they desire that kind of slow life and, you know, um, they're seeing the pictures of the goats and that's what they're saying. But I also know there's a lot of you out there that are like, why do you want those smelly animals? (laughs) 
So do you have to live on a farm to live a slow life? Absolutely not. Do you have to live on a farm to have a simple life? Absolutely not. Because actually, really, there's not much simple about farming, right? We don't live on a real farm. We live on what we call our little hobby farm. Um, but, you know, we're certainly not farmers that are doing this for living. It's for fun. And, you know, for us, it's really a lifestyle <clears throat> that we have really, really come to realize that um, for us, this is there's nowhere else we'd want to be. So I really feel like living here. I said to Steve, we never need to go on vacation because usually you go on vacation to get um, rest or to get a new scenery or to get away from all the hustle and bustle, right? But I, I feel like here... On our beautiful property, I have all the scenery I need. Um, I feel like <clears throat> this place provides a lot of opportunity for just peacefulness. And it's funny. I said to Steve, when, you know what's funny? When we go on trips, they're always for work lately. The past several years, all of our family trips, except for just this past year, really, um, have basically been for speaking trips and for ministry. And so when we go away is when we work, I feel like. And when we're here, I just feel so blessed that every day we get to live out our dream, you know, our dream. I'm not saying everybody's dream should be to live on a farm or live in the country because you can certainly have a simple life in the city and you can be intentional and slow and all that wherever you are. Um, <clears throat> but just this week, so we got the goats and that was like a whole wonderful God thing, honestly, um, Real quickly, I'll tell you if you if you haven't been following along on the goat drama, I feel like on, on my social media. But my little guy Ethan, he wants to be a farmer someday. Okay, so he's nine; he'll be ten next month, and he wants to be a farmer. That's what he talks about. He loves living out here. Um, <clears throat> he just loves the animals. He's a little chicken whisperer. We say he takes care of them. He's very protective of them. He makes sure that they're inside at night, and he's just so good with them. So um, he's been asking for goats for at least over a year, because we remember it was last year about this time when he was asking, and we said, well, Steve said, we're not getting them now because it's going to get cold, and we don't want to have to keep an animal through the winter and all this stuff. So I know that it was at least over a year ago that he started with the interest in goats, and so... Um, he said to him at that time that he would get goats, but just not yet. So he said, in the meantime, you can research them and you can learn about them and you can, um, you know, get prepared and show me that you're really interested. So, you know, at nine years old, you know how kids lose interest pretty quickly. He never lost interest. It only grew and grew as the year went on, really. And just over the summer, he started really, really, really getting into the goats. Like he was researching in books that he had taken out. We had taken out every book in the library on goats. And so then I had to start ordering ones on Amazon because he had looked at all the ones in the library. He was keeping a little goat notebook and taking notes about all the things that um, he would need for his goat and just about, you know, their care. And he would have Steve come home at night. There was a picture on Instagram recently. He was like, I need to have a meeting with daddy tonight. I need to have a meeting about the goat. <laughs> and he would sit down with him and go over all, you know, the stuff he had learned in his books. And he was really serious on this. So Steve and I were thinking, you know, 
this is really something we need to do because we're really all about, you know, hands-on real life learning. My podcast episode last week was about that. So we were like, we really need to, you know, if we can make this work, I mean, it will just be such a joy to watch him pursue his interests. We have the property to do it. We have the ability to do it. We have a barn. Steve um, had also told Ethan, you know, start making plans for the barn and where would we keep the goats and this and that. So we were sort of doing that and then saying, all right, now, now we'll have to start looking like where do we get goats asking around you know talking to people and so last week this is such a god thing last week it was um on tuesday i was with ethan and the other kids were all out for the day they go to a, a homeschool program a fine arts program on tuesdays and actually steve teaches there and they all go except for ethan so we have our little mommy and ethan day on tuesday which is so special and i love it and so I had said, I wonder if there's any goats around here, you know, for sale. And I went on Craigslist and just sort of like to be nosy, not thinking I'd actually find goats. And there were these two goats, you know, locally, like a town over. And um, they were organic dairy goats named Thelma and Louise. How cute is that, right? And so I sent the link to Steve. I texted him and, and all day, Ethan's like... Did he write you back? What did he say? Did he write you back? And I'm like, he's in classes all day. I don't know if he's going to write me back. And so the whole day went by and that was like all he could think about. Did daddy write you back? Did daddy write you back? And so finally, when Steve came home that night, we discussed it and he said he would contact the owner the next day. And he did. And he spoke to her on the phone for a really long time. And she said to come on over and she would let Ethan milk the goats and see how they were. Cause these are, um, Sonnen, I think that's how you say it, goats. And so they're a little larger than your typical goat. Um, so, or they're a larger breed. So she said, you know, he's young. I don't know. Um, they're very peaceful goats, but I don't know, you know, if he'll be able to have the hand strength to milk them and all this. So the next day we went over to her um, farm and she had all kinds of animals and, and she actually works locally in a, in a she's a, like an educator, a farm educator. I mean, seriously, who couldn't ask for a better resource for my son who wants to be a farmer? And so she also said she was a homeschooler when her kids were young. And so she taught Ethan that day alone so much about how to milk the goats. He got to milk the goats. We all got to try um, and, you know, just about the whole process and how to take care of them and everything. So we went for several days. Every morning we would go and milk the goats and she thought that we were a good family for them and that we were all a good fit. And so we decided that we would buy the goats from her and she delivered them to our home on Monday. And it has just been such an exciting week because to see this boy who <laughs> has been just pining over these goats for so long to actually have them. If you're not following me on Instagram and you want to see some really cute pictures of Ethan and his goats, you'll have to go over there and see. Um, so anyway, on Monday, let's see, she brought them over Monday and then Tuesday morning was our first morning with them. And so they, they're milked once a day at 8.30. So um, we were all like, oh, we're going to milk goats. Like it's going to be the first time. And then we realized that there's these little straps. They're called... Um, why can't I think? Oh, hobbles. They're called hobbles. And then that you put on the goat right before you milk them, kind of keep them from kicking you and stuff like that. So we realized that she was going to give us um, her straps and she didn't. They were still at her farm. So um, we were going to milk the goats and she said we could come on over and get the straps. So 
I drove over there early to go get them. And as I was driving there, and I had to drive through all like country roads because she lives over even further out than we do. And as I'm driving over there, I just had like this amazing sense of peace. Like, this is my dream. I am living the dream out here. I love just driving in this time in the morning. The fog was just, you know, coming up over the farms. It was beautiful. So peaceful, so quiet. Every once in a while you pass a farm and somebody's outside and they give you a wave and, you know, just friendly and just amazing. And even this woman, I mean, just, she was so wonderful to basically mentor us. And even now that she's local, you know, she's like, if you need anything, just, you know, I'll come over and she's like, I'll come over and teach you how to make cheese. I'm like, yes, like, this is awesome. So, you know, just that whole relationship there forming and, um, the drive I was having, like, I just had this sense of peace. Like, this is where I belong. Like I didn't grow up this way. You guys have heard me talk about this before. I didn't grow up on a farm. I didn't grow up in the country. I grew up right outside of New York City. Okay. So I, you know, would not grow up this way, but it is, I will never leave where we live. I just felt so at peace. So I was thinking, you know, how Ethan wants to be a farmer. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want him to do. Like there's nothing more. I mean, you're, you're connecting with your, with nature, with the creator, you're doing hard work. I mean, it's not easy, but it's so rewarding and so fulfilling. So as I'm driving home, I'm just like so happy. And I'm thinking, I just love this life. I love it. And we get home and, you know, for the first time we all milk the goats by ourselves now, because now there are goats. And, and, and it was amazing to see my family come together and, um, transform our barn area where the part of the barn area where the goats are going to live. Like in two days, they just spent the entire weekend and half of them were sick. Steve was sick. Luke was sick. John was sick. Ethan was sick, really, actually. They all had colds. Some of them had fevers, but they worked so hard to get this ready. And it was just like, this is what I want. Who cares about the rat race and running out there in the corporate world? My family is working so hard together for a purpose and, you know, just our relationships alone that we build because we're together so much is beyond, you know, a treasure. It's just so wonderful. So, you know, to see all that happen, to see them work so hard to get this ready, um, to see how that morning, you know, we got the the straps, we started um, uh, milking the goats and just the whole process. I was just like, I love this. Now ask me again in the winter when it's freezing cold and I'm out there milking the goats. I'm sure I'm not going to say, I love this, but you know what I mean? It's, um, I just love the, the lifestyle. I really do. And I just kept looking around saying to Steve, like, this is our life. You know, like we, we don't, have a rush to get through life. Because what are we rushing to? You know, this, especially where I grew up outside of New York City and in New Jersey, it is fast paced, move over. No, not move over. I'm going to run you over if you don't get out of my way. You know, it is fast paced. It is, um, it is a rat race. And it's a lot about keeping up with the Joneses. And I've said this before, I don't want to keep up with the Joneses. I want to keep up with God. He is the one I'm following after. His standards are the ones I'm following after. I don't want to spend my life chasing after things that don't matter. If I'm busy and I'm working hard, it's because I'm doing things that are purposeful and intentional and meaningful and most of all glorifying God because everything I do, I should be glorifying him in my behavior. 
So we um, just spent this, you know, that whole first day with the goats, just like, that was it. I was like, this is our classroom for today. You know, forget it. This is, this is where we're going to be all day. And it was just such a great feeling to be like, you know, we homeschool, we can teach our kids hands on stuff. Um, and really, really, um, living life with purpose and intention and, and slow, you know, like I said, it's, um, I found this week that it did, it wasn't just this week, but the past few weeks, I wrote about this in a podcast, I mean, in a blog post this week. What I noticed was we were really busy for a while um, with traveling and there was a tri- like one or two trips a month, which, you know, when you're uprooting your family to go on a trip one or two times a month, it's a lot. And so... That all ended in September and I was like, I'm just going to be so happy now to rest. And for a while, it took me like six weeks to transition, I feel like, maybe not six weeks, maybe three or four, um, to transition out of like, we're really busy and I'm always on to the next thing. Like, okay, I'm home from this trip. What's next? And um, how can I, you know, work harder for the ministry? And how can I do better in homeschool? And how can I, you know, I'm just like always like on to the next thing. And I was really looking forward to coming home and just being like, okay, you know, um, it is time now to take it slow and and get back to um, figuring out like what are the next steps, but not rushing into them. But it was a hard transition. Maybe, you know, there's a lot this year because um, Grace is a senior. So we have a lot going on right now with like college applications and all this stuff. And so I felt like I was in a funk. I wasn't really almost sure, I guess, what to do with myself because I, I didn't have all this next stuff to do, but yet I was feeling very just in a funk. And so it took me a little while to transition out of it, but I definitely am out of the transition part now and into the rest and intentional and slow down uh, part. (laughs) So what I realized the past few weeks is because I'm not always constantly rushing on to the next thing and just trying to maybe get the to-do list done, um, was that I enjoyed serving my family, like and taking time to do things for them, like make homemade bread. I haven't made homemade bread in months and months and months. And a lot of times you'd be like, oh, why bother? I'm just, you know, it's it's so many things to do when I could just go to the store and buy a loaf of bread. Or, you know, why take the time to, um, you know, make a homemade, a really good, wholesome meal when, you know, we can just kind of, we're, we're rushing out the door or we have a busy week. We'll just kind of have, you know, the chicken strips and French fries or something like that, you know, frozen. <laughs> now I'm not saying I made any of that. So I was finding that I was doing that a lot, um, in the past few months, like the quick, 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 and not really, and kind of forgetting my first love of my ministry is home and, um, serving my family. And I don't ever think I wasn't putting my family first, but I wasn't taking that extra step or that extra effort or that kind of, um, you know, where you just, you serve and you remember like this, this isn't always easy and comfortable. And sometimes I don't feel like making the big dinner, but this is part of my ministry to my family and serving them. So I found in the past few weeks, I have loved connecting again with making homemade things like making soups and homemade bread and, um, you know, getting back to that kind of thing. And, you know, even standing at the sink after dinner, I was starting to get like, 
well, why do I have to clean up the dinner? I make the dinner. You know, everybody else should clean up the dinner. I know all my friends, their kids clean up the dinner. And I was starting to complain. And everybody else is tired too. And here I was like, I deserve that I don't have to clean up the dinner. We should, you know, have the kids doing it. And what I realized was everybody else has a busy day and what a service that they can sit, they're sitting around the table and still chatting and I can just still chat with them while I'm standing over the sink. And then I not only found that I enjoyed the slowness of like washing the dishes. I mean, we have a dishwasher, but you know, the pots and pans and all the stuff you're not going to put in there. I enjoyed like just standing there and sometimes just praying and taking my time being like, this is what I wanted to do my whole life is to be a homemaker. So Karen, enjoy making your home. You don't have your kids around forever. And I'm realizing that with each passing year, especially having an almost adult now. So I feel that slowing down, um, being more intentional with my time, uh, I talked about it recently um, on the podcast about being more intentional about on my phone and things like that. Well, all those rules, I'm freely admitting this and I am uh, being real with you. All those rules have gone out the window this week because of the goats because I'm taking pictures all day long of goats and posting them. I'm sorry, can't help myself. <laughs> They're so cute. But um, today I even said enough. I got to stop doing this because I was really trying to be intentional about leaving my phone upstairs during school time so it's not, you know notifying me of things and I don't have to check things. And I telling you and being real that this week, all that went out the window. Um, but I will get back to that, but really being intentional about, um, how I'm using my time. And so I encourage you to slow down in your life and look at tasks that might take time, not as a hindrance, but as a blessing, you know, look at serving your home, your family and um, making your home as a gift. And, you know, I started to lose that a little bit because I was like, well, I got to get on to the next thing. And, oh, shoot, I have to make dinner. You know, like it was this um, chore that was in my way. Well, yeah, you're the mom and you're a homemaker and it's, you know, dinner time. And that's part of your job. You know, Steve works so hard. He's up at 4 a.m. He goes to a client three times a week. He is just such a hard worker. He teaches at my kids' um, homeschool program one and a half days a week. Uh, he's just so um, busy. So who am I to complain about the dishes? Like, I, I made the dinner. Why do I have to clean it up? Yeah, you made the dinner and you will serve your family and clean it up. So, um, excuse me, that was my phone going off. I didn't realize the volume was on. <laughs> Um, as we're talking about, you know, putting the phone away. That happened the last time I was talking about it too. Isn't that so funny? But in all honesty, and I think it happened once once before on a podcast, that's Grace texting me because she's a driver now and I make her text me every time she gets to the place she needs to. And that's what she was doing. So um, anyway, um, really slowing down and, and understanding why would you want to race through your life chasing after things that don't really matter. And that's what I talk about at Simply Living for Him is really um, getting rid of all the distractions that keep us from living our purpose. The older I get, and I know this sounds cliche, the more I know how fast life goes and the more I hold on to the moments that are dear because I fully know that they can end at any moment. So I really want to slow down and not be a part of this rat race. Like Steve and I have always been in the mindset of we are content with what we have. We will never try to be millionaires. We will never work super hard for money. 
because that is not why God put us on earth. We want God to provide for us, of course, for um, our family and you know our home and to provide food and for the things we want to do. But we will never make that our priority. We will make living for God our priority, and we will trust Him to provide exactly what is necessary. But our number one goal every day is not to make money and not to climb a corporate ladder. You know, Steve has his own business, and that is so much a part of our lifestyle of quitting the rat race and living a slow life and, you know... um, not, uh, you know, trying to be out there in the corporate world. Steve worked in the corporate world. He doesn't ever want to go back to that. And uh, believe me out there, if you're in the corporate world, I'm not saying that's bad. (laughs) I'm saying for us, that wasn't where he felt God wanted him to be. So we are so grateful, especially this week. These goats have taught me already so much about how much I love this lifestyle milking the goats. I mean, it's not running to the store and grab milk. It's taking time to do all the steps, to do it well. And isn't it amazing that God provides for us in these ways? And these animals are doing what they were created to do, right? Making their milk. And so, you know, uh, we milk the, the goats and there's something so satisfying about the fact that we're like able to do that. And, and Steve says to me, you know, well, if there's a storm coming, we don't need to run out and get milk and eggs because we got it. You know, there's always that milk, bread and eggs thing or whatever you run to the store for in a storm. And the chickens, you know, they, they provide for us and our gardens. And, you know, a huge part of Love's Farm here is that we do not keep all we have for ourselves, that we are... Um, that we, excuse me here, my computer just did something. Okay. That we um, take our abundance and that we share it. And so that is our mission here as well. We know that every single thing we have is not ours to keep. It's to share because God has given us everything that we have and he wants us to share. And so um, we fully believe that God did not give us this place to hoard for ourselves. So we grow as much food as we can so that we can give it away. And so we have a little farm stand in front and, you know, we have a sign that says free. And you know what the best part about that is? Not that we've like, I mean, it's wonderful that we've been able to give vegetables and produce and eggs away, but people have stopped, especially this year. Steve was able to connect with a few people. One guy came to our door. He rang our bell and he was like, I saw the sign out there free and I had to come to the door and ask why, like, what's, what are you doing? Why are you giving this stuff away for free? And Steve was like, well, we feel that God has blessed us with this place and we want to use it to give back to the community and share God's love. And that's why we're called Love's Farm. And he was just like, really? And then he said to Steve, I feel like if I'm taking your food I should, you know, give back to you if you need help, if you need help harvesting, you know, I live right down the road. And so a relationship was made there. Another um, gentleman stopped one day and Steve and him now have become friends. And so, and he's an older gentleman. It's not like somebody our age. And so isn't that a beautiful thing? And, and, um, we're able to share our faith with people in the community. We're able to share our food, but most importantly, able to share our faith and all this stuff may be, you know, a hard work to grow, um, the big gardens and to have goats and to have chickens. So those things are hard work. I'm not saying when you're living like this slow life that it's easy, um, but 
these things are work that is intentional for a purpose and we find so much joy in it. I find joy in just stepping outside and connecting with God. When I look around my property and I hear the birds sing, and like I was saying, I was driving the other day on the country roads. It was so beautiful and so peaceful. I was like, I don't ever want to leave here. I don't even want to go drive back to like another place that's all busy and crowded, right? I just love being able to get rid of the noise, literally, um, and to just be able to not be distracted and to slow down. And I think part of that slow living for me is going to be, again, with um, the the phone for me is probably the thing that always distracts me, as you can hear as it keeps going off in the background. <laughs> um, so I think for me, the next step in my slow um, and intentional living is to kind of take time, like I said, to leave the phone in the room and to leave the phone, go enjoy the goats without taking a million pictures. But honestly, it's like having, like I go to the kids, this is like it, how it was when you guys are babies. All I wanted to do is take pictures. Well, that's how it is with the goats. I know. It's just funny. They're cute. So, um, you know, but I said, we're going to have to, you know, be more intentional about, um, just in general, not having to check, you know, the email every minute or check the notifications or whatever it is. So, Anyway, um, slow living, what are we living for? Who are we living for? And being aware, keenly aware that God has given you a certain allotted amount of time on this earth. And how are you going to use it? Are you going to be using it, chasing after things of this world that you're not going to bring with you someday? Chasing every day, you know, that money or that stuff. Or are you going to slow down and say, God, what on earth am I here for? How can I glorify you in my life? You know, and and being more purposeful. Take time to get away from the noise. Take time to to seek the Lord in what your purpose is for life. Because I don't believe that God made us to chase after things and not chase after him. He comes first. And then he gives us those desires in our heart. For us, we truly 100% believe that he placed the desire in our heart to live out here. I mean, I am so at home here. Like I said, I don't ever want to leave. I don't even want to go on vacation from here. I don't need to go on vacation. I have a beautiful farm out there. I have beautiful property and I have my family. And we sit and we enjoy each other. Yes, we have our moments. Yes, we argue and all that stuff. But we connect daily. We're not running around in different schedules because we homeschool, because Steve has his own business. Yes, there are times where we get busy. Like I said, speaking season is busy. And I have reined that back for the next coming year uh, or pulled that back, whatever the right word is there. Um, I know my kids, some of their activities are busy. Grace is involved in tons of musical theater lately. She's got all different productions going on. But again, purposeful, busy, doing the things that we truly believe that, you know, that her musical theater is something that God has given her that passion and that desire. And we always say, and how do you use it now for God? And so when it gets busy and you can't, you don't feel like it's so slow, you say, but if this is, ministry, if this is serving well, if this is um, bringing me joy, then it's it's a good busy, right? It's it's a good busy. I've said that many times. Um, there's a difference between good busy and just busy busy. The busy busy that we complain about all the time, that's not the good busy. 
If you're complaining about all that you're doing, then you're not serving God. You're serving yourself because you wouldn't be complaining about it if you were doing it for God. Do you see what I mean? So slow living, what does that mean to you? I would love to hear your take on that. And how do you kind of keep up or or not keep up with the Joneses and put the blinders on? And, um, you know, for me, I think getting off of social media a little more helps to um, not see what, you know, everybody else is doing. You don't even care. I just want to be out on my farm playing with the goats, playing with the chickens, playing with my kids. And uh, not worrying about what everybody else is doing. That plays a huge part into what we think we need to be doing or who we're keeping up with. So how do you guys do that? Like who out there is intentionally trying to live a slower life? Who out there is, you know, stuck in the rat race and wants out? <laughs> I'd love to hear from you because we were in the rat race early on in our in our um, journey. Steve actually started out working in New York City. He was in the rat race. So um, I would love to hear your take on it. How are you doing? Do you desire a slow life? A lot of you have written me this week after I was posting the photos of the goats and you said that's what you desire. So if that is what you desire and God has given you that desire, pray for that. How can you make that happen? And how will it look for your family? It's not going to look the same as it does for my family. It doesn't mean you have to have chickens or goats or a farm, right? So how does God want your family's lifestyle to be an intentional, slower life for his purposes, and his glory. I would love to hear from you. So comment on the Facebook page or wherever you're listening to this. If this podcast has blessed you, um, I would encourage you to leave a review on iTunes and rate the podcast and let others know because that helps to get my message out there. If the podcast you have an issue with it too, I would love it if you would email me and we could talk about it together because I know that there are, I'm just a human being. There are things I say that might not line up with something that you agree with, or we might have a um, different view. So email me. We can have that discussion. I would be more than happy to do that. But I would ask you not to go, you know, posting all over the place that you didn't like the podcast because, you know, I would prefer you come to me first. So, um, you know, like I said, if you are encouraged and blessed by it, then share it with others. And if you have an issue, come and talk to me, please. Um, so anyway, I thank you so much for joining me. I was um, wanting to tell you one more thing. Next uh, January 11th and 12th, Simply Living for Him is going to have an event in Wilson, North Carolina. I will be giving you all the information very, very shortly. Um, the woman I am working with that is going to be hosting the event is getting everything ready because people are asking me how much and how do I register and that's coming soon. But it will be a Friday evening and a Saturday morning till after lunchtime and it'll just be not necessarily a retreat. It's going to be at a church and it's going to be an event where we're going to talk about all these things about living simply and getting rid of distractions. It's going to be a women's event and we're going to have a great time of fellowship. So the information is coming really soon and I would love to see you there. If you are anywhere near the North Carolina area, You'll want to come on out for this wonderful event. So look for that soon. So I thank you again for listening to the podcast. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.